welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. I'm Nicole. And start the show, we're talking about the financial fast track. These are the five mindset shifts that are going to help you succeed in property. And these actually come from our upcoming book, which is called Wealth Plan, which is going to hit the shelves probably mid to late October. Now, we were busy editing the final version before it goes to print You're over so the weekend. You're so generous when you say we. Well, I was. <laughs> I spent all weekend doing at it. And I thought, well, you know what, we've never talked about these five principles on the show, or at least haven't done it in a single episode, so let's do that now. Principle number one of the financial fast track, these mindset shifts you need to make, is it doesn't matter where you start. What really matters is where you're going. You see, I think a lot of people worry so much about where they are right now that they sometimes stop themselves from putting a plan in place to get somewhere else. We're like ostriches with our heads in the sand. Absolutely. Even though... It's now been disproved that, you know, ostriches don't actually do that. Is that actually true? No, they don't actually do it, but it does work as a metaphor for what we need it to today. The poor ostrich all these years has been shunned as being the animal that doesn't take responsibility. Well, the poor ostrich, the poor Ed, because in this part of the book we talk about when I was in quite a lot of debt compared to what my income was, about six and a half grand compared to I think I was taking home after tax about 30 odd grand. And I talk about that situation in that part of the book. And the issue that I had there was I was so worried about where I was and the debt I was in, what I didn't do was put a plan in place until, I mean, eventually did obviously, but at the time, I procrastinated putting a plan in place because I was worried about where I was. But actually, we need to free ourselves or forgive ourselves for wherever we happen to be today. What we really need to do is put a plan in place so that we can get somewhere else. So what the first principle is, is facing up to reality of where we are right now and then say, well, look, if we don't do anything, we're going to stay in the same place. But if we face up to where we are, put a plan in place to move ahead, we're going to get someplace else. And hopefully that's going to be a bit better. And that takes us on to principle number two. Which is, you need more assets. So look, let's face it, most people have a wealth gap, a gap between what they want and where they're heading. And you've got to think about the future lifestyle you want. So do you want a comfortable retirement, which allows you to upgrade the car every few years and go on holiday and go out for dinner and drinks with your friends? Are you going to actually want to be able to do these things or are you going to be happy just being at home watching Sopranos on repeat for the 10th time? That Um, actually sounds like something you would do. (laughs) Uh, But with the drinks. Anyway, there are two ways to live this lifestyle if you do want that comfortable lifestyle. You either have to keep working forever, which doesn't sound that great, or you need to build enough assets to help fund that lifestyle when you aren't earning an income. And most people, look, they don't want to work until the day they die. That's probably fair for everyone listening to the show. But they also probably aren't on track to have enough assets for what they need to fund that lifestyle when they do get to whatever retirement age is for them. So I guess the principle is you need to face up to your situation and then build more assets. And a big part of the release of this book actually is we are going to open up the financial planning part of My Wealth Plan, our internal software, which you've heard us yabber on about on the show for a a very long time. We're going to open it up so you can actually identify where you are using that software, identify what the wealth gap is so you know how many assets to accrue. Now, Principle number three of the financial fast track is really close to my heart. It's that saving is not enough to achieve financial freedom on its own. So you need more assets. Andrew's just established that, but there are different ways that you can build those. So it could be shares or savings or funds or crypto or art or yes, as we talk about on this show, residential property as well. But a lot of Kiwis believe that saving 
is the way that they are going to be able to fund their lifestyle and build their riches. And in fact, in the book, we talk about one of your funny stories. Oh, this was one, if any of you came along to seminars when we used to have them in person back in the day, this was one of my favourite stories. So years and years ago, in the Nickel family, we had the game Family Feud was given to one of the members of the family. And our Family Feud's the spin-off of the TV show where basically we take a cross-section of New Zealanders and we ask them what the answer to certain questions are. And one of them, the first one that came up when we were playing this game was, how do you get rich? This was on Christmas. This was on Christmas, yeah. And so I buzzed because it was me versus my dad and knew that I was going to beat him because I'm richer than him. And I said, property. And my nephew, who was the scorekeeper, alerted me that real estate, as it was called on the card, was number five of six. Five of six options. So how'd that make you feel? Well, off. And so then my dad gets a go. That made me even more upset. And he said, work hard, which he did his whole life. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. That was number two. So he was ahead of me. Number one on that card was save. And the terrible, terrible truth to this is if we ask uh, the wisdom of crowds of New Zealand, most people are going to say you can save yourself rich, but you can't. So let's bring that back to principle number three of the financial fast track. According to Massey University's research, a couple who want to retire in 20 years' time need to retire with about $1.2 million in the bank if they're going to then live off the superannuation and they want to live what we call a choices lifestyle. Well, let's say that you tried to do savings. Well, just for this example, say you put $100 a week under your mattress. Every week, you go in, you lift it up a bit, you pop another $100 in there. There's lots of Ernest Rutherfords under there after a while, getting a bit lumpy. At the end of 20 years, not only have you got a bad back from sleeping on the mattress, you end up with $104,000 in cash. How good? It's 8.6% of your goal. So saving that amount of money, $100 a week for 20 years, doesn't really put too much of a dent in the amount of money or assets you need to retire on. Now, this, of course, is a property show, so I'll give you a property example now. Let's say you were to buy one property, and it's 600k today, townhouse in Christchurch. You hold it for 20 years, and the market goes up by 5% a year, our standard assumption. After 20 years, you would have 912k worth of equity in that single property. That's 76% of the gap we just discussed. That's 76% of the $1.2 million. And that's just with a single property. Now, my point here is not necessarily that we should all invest in property, though, of course, we believe that on this show. But my point is financial fast track principle number three, saving alone for most of us is not enough to achieve the goals we need to. And that takes us on to principle number four. You need to take some risk because if saving isn't enough, then you need to invest in something else. And saving is, you know, a nice comfortable one for all of us because it's the least risky of all the investment options, but it comes with low returns. And, you know, if you think about inflation eroding those returns, in fact, now your money's worth less next year than it is today. So it really doesn't stack up as a good investment with inflation where we're at. So you need to buy something with higher returns. But if you do that, you are going to go up the risk spectrum and take on more risk. And sometimes things will go wrong. And here are some of the things that have gone wrong for me as a property investor. Tenants not paying on time. Tenants up and leaving without notice. Property managers skipping town with rent and bond that was owed to me. Prices going up and then going back down. And constant law changes. And none of this is good, but the rewards I got from taking those risks 
overall property has served me very, very well. And look, this is the same with any investment. If you invest in shares, you might not have tenants leave, but you're still going to have bad years and good years. So if you're going to grow your wealth, you need to ask yourself whether or not you're taking on enough risk to get you to where you need to be. I think that point is very important because a lot of people try and mitigate every single risk. But actually... If we are going to get the returns we need in order to build up enough wealth to live the lifestyle we want, we actually need to ask ourselves the flip side as well. Are we taking enough risk in order to achieve it? And I always say to investors that I'm working with, don't focus so much on the things that might happen. Focus on what is going to happen if you don't invest. And that takes us to the fifth principle of the financial fast track, which is for you to get ahead Others don't have to fall behind. Investing can be very socially beneficial. And within the book, I share my own story. So again, I rent property. Now, I live alone and... Now... And so... I don't need a big house. I'm happy living in, and wait for it, what sort of house do you think I live in? That's right, a two-bedroom townhouse in Christchurch. So I don't need a lot of space because it's just me. So I'm quite happy having my capital, my money put to work, housing lots of other families rather than just buying a bigger and bigger house for myself because I don't need all of that space. So I can use the money I have for society's good and houseable people, which is a beautiful thing. And the other point we talk about in the book is that at the lowest point in New Zealand history, still over a quarter of people rented. So there is a huge need for rentals, even when home ownership is at its highest. And it's because, as we've talked about in a couple of episodes ago, there are some people who, no matter what the house prices are, are still never going to be able to get approved for a mortgage. There are others who are just not at the right life stage where they're in the position to purchase a property. If I think about when I was 20 years old going to Waikato University, there was no chance I was ever going to get a mortgage. (laughs) I was at the stage where I was able to buy a property. And so at that point, that is where property investors, for a range of different situations, can certainly help out people who aren't ready to purchase yet. And so for you to get ahead, it's not that you're necessarily putting somebody else further behind. So those are the five principles of the financial fast track. And again, these are mindset shifts I think we all need to make as we get started in investing. So this is a really good episode to share with people if they're at the start of the property journey or if they're just thinking about maybe should I invest, maybe should I not? And I know a lot of you listening to the show say, how can I get my partner, my spouse, my daughter or my mum to start investing in property. I think this is a great episode to share with them because these are those first five principles. So wrap them up for us, Andrew. What are they? Number one, doesn't matter where you are today, it matters where you're going. So you need to put a plan in place so that you can get yourself somewhere and be like an ostrich. Don't put your head in the sand. Number two is you need... (laughs) 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 Took you a minute. I thought it wasn't funny. Point number two, you need assets. So you've probably got a wealth gap, so you need more assets. How are you going to build them? Number three, savings is not enough and it never will be enough. Despite the fact that most Kiwis think that savings is going to get you rich, it's not. You need to invest in something else. Number four is because of that, you need to accept taking on some risk because you want to get a higher return and higher return comes with higher risk. And number five is for you to get ahead, you don't have to have others fall behind. Fantastic. And if you want to learn more about that, 
the book's coming out late October. I'm so excited for everybody to be able to read it. And I think in a couple of days, actually, we're going to give you a preview on our YouTube channel of what that book actually looks like as well. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And if you want to build your assets, if you don't have enough, then it might be the right time for you to start investing in property. If that's you, your next step is to come in for a portfolio planning session. Easy way to sign up for that. Send us a text. Our number is 552. Text the word plan to that number. We'll give you a buzz. See if it's the right fit. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Epic Knight. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 